0: So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at Catholicsingles.com. Judy Hare was a bankrupt, homeless, drug-addicted college dropout on the brink of divorce, but is now a seminary graduate and devoted wife and mother of four children. What happened? Find out in her autobiography, Shattered, How God Restored My Heart and Life. Her journey of faith has been called brutally honest, truly inspiring, profound, heartbreaking, and life-changing. Shattered is available now for only $15 on her website, judyhair.com, on amazon.com, or at your local Catholic bookstore. As Judy says... It is never too late to become the person you deserve and desire to be. So stop wishing for change and start doing something about it by reserving your copy of Shattered Today. Welcome to Journey with Judy, a weekly podcast filled with faith-infused inspiration, information, and an opportunity for implementation now. Here is speaker, coach, author, and host, Judy Hare.
1: Welcome to the Journey with Judy podcast. I'm your host, Judy Hare, and we still are in the year of 2020. Perfect vision, that is what we are looking for from our Lord in every and all aspects of our life. So thank you for joining me. Our topic tonight is legacy, we want to leave a legacy. What is a legacy, you ask? Well, I'm here to tell you, my friends. It is something that we hand down, something that we pass down, something that we give in some way to the people that are left after us. Now, interestingly enough, I was having a conversation with our kids this past weekend, and one of them, we we're talking about what we leave behind. And so my one daughter said, like, I hope I don't get your teeth. Like you have the worst teeth. And then my son is like, I hope I don't get your eyes. You have the worst eyes. And then my husband piped in and said, all you're getting is a big old bucket of debt. That's what we're leaving you. Mm -hmm. Well, to me, it was like a teaching moment to my man went right over his head. But anyway, what are we leaving is the point. So I also had the privilege of celebrating my father's 90th birthday this week. Now, I celebrated it from Wisconsin while he was in Florida. Because of COVID, my mom rescheduled his 90th birthday. And it was interesting, because recently him and I talked, and he has been pondering his bucket list. And he's decided that his bucket list does not consist in going a whole lot of places or doing a whole lot of things, he's recognized that his bucket list is really something that would be much more in alignment with his legacy. How can he be today that would be different than how he has been for 90 years? And so, of course, as loving, merciful, kind children, we did not keep a record of his wrongs. No, no, we only keep reminding him it is never too late to be who God is calling you to be. So he was tallying up, all the ways in which he had fallen short, which is so interesting to me because when I think of my father, um, I think of a man who was the most supportive uh, for me when my marriage had imploded to the ground. I think of a man who forgave the unforgivable in my spouse. I think of a man with such integrity uh, and character and, and just brutal honesty who loved to such a degree that he would say, you may not love me back, you will respect me. And so I've just been pondering my dad and the legacy he leaves, and I wanna talk about it now while he's alive. Not when he's not here anymore. I want him to hear now the legacy that he's leaving. So here's what's interesting about his generation is statistically 65% of his, his generation pass on their faith as part of their legacy. Isn't that interesting? our generation, and I'm going to be 50-something, yeah, that, and 4% of our generation passes on faith as part of our legacy. So our call tonight is about introspection and reflection, is what are we passing down? Because we know, my friends, that some things are caught, some things are caught, and other things are taught. So I'm here to inspire you to inspire others before you expire. So let's inspire before we expire. Okay? Amen and amen. Amen. One of my favorite songs, some of you might have heard of this, it's by Nicole Nordemeyer and it's called I want to leave a legacy. And so the way I structured tonight's call is literally unpacking that song because it talks all about the legacy. And I'm gonna end with a beautiful document from the U.S. Council of Catholic Bishops. Regardless of your faith, I don't care, only because this is what unites us in faith. So don't get tripped up about where it comes from. Just just share in the oneness that we have, which is so beautiful. So the song says, I won't lie, it feels all right to see your name in lights, right? It's It feels all right to have people celebrate us, acknowledge and validate us. The reality is bigger than what people see is how we show up when nobody's looking, right? Don't we want the approval of other people sometimes before we want the approval of God? So what I've done for me dies with me. What I've done for you or for my children or for what we do for one another lives on forever so this thing this legacy that we're handing down we're passing down we're transmitting we're hoping someone receives this thing from the past that we have handed down okay so it says i want to leave a legacy a legacy of identity fidelity serenity right if i'm being honest and you all know me i am hot honest open and transparent I want to leave that legacy of identity, fidelity, and serenity, not the legacy of intensity, extremity, and uncertainty, right? Because can't we be that, those people? Can't we be those people who are extreme, uncertain, and intense, and the right amount of all of that is so beautiful and God-given? And even better is when we are aware of who we are, faithful to who we are, and at perfect peace in what God is doing in, through, and around us. So it says in the song, how will they remember me? How will they remember me? I can tell you honestly that I hear so many people on the other side of a parent passing, and they will describe to me that it was very interesting to hear their parent described at the funeral. Many people I work with would say to me, I wish I knew that woman. I wish I knew that woman that they talked about. You know, that woman who goes to church and and everybody adored and worshiped and, and thought was so wonderful because I never saw that side of her. So how will they remember me? Did I choose to love and did I point to you enough? So if love is just simply to desire the highest and best good for the sake of the beloved, are we loving? It says, did we make a mark on things, right? There was an expression way back when that said, that's going to leave a mark, right? I work with enough people in, in 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 the gift of coaching that I get to do that I know that things were said and done that are leaving a mark today they're still leaving a mark. And whether we remembered it or think we forgot it, not knowing is not the same as not remembering. We act out of oftentimes what we remember most or what we try to forget the most. It says, I want to leave that kind of legacy, one of mercy and grace, one that blesses your name unapologetically. Mercy, love, and life. I want to give it, I want to receive it, I want to be it, like that kind of legacy. And I, I, I keep saying this over and over because it's so important. It's not what people see as much as what we know, right? I used to say we can never make up in ministry or outside of our home what we're not doing in our own family. I used to say to people when they would say, Oh, you're so wonderful. No, I'm not wonderful. I'm horrible. I'm self-centered. I'm self-absorbed. I'm not a nice person. I only become nicer every time I lean into the fact that Jesus loves me anyway. And I have these four children who are as intense as me and as irritable as my husband. And they call out our stuff day in and day out. As you know, they always say, Mom, you're looking more like Judas than Jesus. Anyway. So here's the thing. We cannot necessarily escape our biological ties that go back generations. We can indeed affect the future ones. Right. I heard a story recently about two men, that had an alcoholic father and they interviewed both men. And they said to the one man, why do you drink so much? And he said, because of my dad, he said to the other guy who doesn't drink at all, why do you drink so much? He said, or why, do you drink, why don't you drink it all? And he said, because of my dad. So what legacy did that man leave? Because we know that God can work all things out. That's what Romans 8.28 says, that he works all things out for his glory and our good. So despite what we, what we think we're experiencing in our life, the legacy is still our privilege and responsibility right we get to leave it regardless of if anyone else is on board in good times and in bad times it says i don't have to look too far or look too long to make a lengthy list of all the things that i enjoy right i had a woman tell me today she said you know what from now on i don't care if anyone else is happy as long as i am and i said to her respectfully I'm calling some two letters on that, and I can't say it on the podcast, because of course you care, because we were created with this desire, this desire to play this irreplaceable role in the lives of our families, our children, our mates, our, our communities, an, an irreplaceable role. We do not want some woman, or anyone else for that matter, coming in and doing something that easily, because if we're bringing our part in the best possible way, it is not that easily replaced. True? True and amen? Amen. Amen and amen. Thanks. Thanks, Irene. Okay, it says where moth and rust and thieves and such will destroy, right? So we gather up these things that moth and rust and thieves will ultimately destroy, right? That is like so crazy. So when we're really leaning in and not Aware of the trappings of the world, we're not aware of the contribution we're making. We're not aware because if we are not only of the world and in the world, then it all gets twisted up because we live in a world that says we should get what we want when we want it, right? If I want what I want when I want it and I get what I want when I want it, then everything's good. See, the kingdom of God twists that upside down and says it ain't about you, right? It isn't about you. So our choices today will dictate the legacy we leave tomorrow. Interesting. I did this radio show years ago when I did, I had a seven year stint of a journey with Judy radio show and it was called YOLO. Remember that expression, you only live once? So I surveyed my kids and I said, hey guys, should I call this, you know, the podcast this week YOLO? And they're like, not if you want any one person to listen to it. So I'm not even calling it YOLO. I am calling it the legacy, what will yours be? Okay, so here's what's interesting, is I would say that the church teaches that we should be more, do more, love more, grow more be more, do more, love more, grow more, right? And not to be mistaken with a comparison, the comparison trap of we need to do more, be more, love more, and grow more as if what we're doing should be compared to anybody else, right? We know that comparison is the thief of contentment and joy every time, all the time. However, if we are living out our our Christian values and we're living out the gospel, we will inevitably want to be more, grow more, do more, love more, right? Doesn't that sound simple? I want to be more, grow more, do more, and love more. See, that means we are giving up the perfect. We're giving up the desire for perfection and recognizing that perfection is the ability to incorporate the imperfection. Because see, girls, when we're striving for perfection, we get caught in that trap of deciding that we fell short, right? We just fell short again. And so here's the deal. When we are massively engaged in our, in our work of the Lord, whether it's wife, mother, whatever the vocation is, when we are massively engaged, it's because we absolutely believe that we are making a difference and the future will be better than the past. We highly disengage when we decide we can't make a difference and it ain't going to be better, right? Isn't that interesting? So here's the thing about the be more, grow more, do more, love more. The document I mentioned on the front end of, of the podcast was a document called Called and Gifted, right? It's this beautiful document that says, hey, listen, you're called and you're gifted, Kind of a simple, that's probably where they got the name because you're called and gifted. So here's the thing Second Peter says, God has given us everything we need for a godly life. God has given us everything we need for a godly life. It says, work hard to prove that you are among those that God has called and chosen. And when you're being more, doing more, growing more, loving more, it's not likely that you will fall away from the faith. So just for a couple minutes, let's talk about what it means to be more, love more, do more, grow more. Because if we're being more, we are embracing our call, number one, to holiness. So like, what is holiness? Holiness is sacred. It's set apart. It is a me calling that's only fulfilled in the we context. It's the me calling that can only be fulfilled in the we context, right? Holiness is an ever more intimate relationship and union with Jesus. See, spirituality is just one part, a growing awareness of being Christ and seeing Christ. It's not just enough to know Jesus. We're supposed to be him and see him, right? And so others can see him in us. So the real definition of holiness is a total devotion to God, just total, like no distraction. Like, Come on, who does that, right? It's definitely not me. I just know that when I do do that, crazy things happen. Crazy things happen like I start becoming the best version of me that I could ever be when I was distracted. See, holiness means we're not just talking about it, we're being about it. That's how we be more. How do we love more? Community. That's what this called and gifted document says. It says get in a community. Get around some people who share what you have, who want to share your like-mindedness. Community is belonging to something bigger than you. Community, don't mistake it for sameness in its entirety, because some of us think unity is sameness. Not true. Unity is not sameness. We can be completely different and completely united in what it is we feel called to do, right? We were created for community. So that's why when we take our heart and we put it in our pocket, because the people that we love didn't do what we said when we said in the way that we said, we always feel so much worse than if we just left it there. So like they could stamp on it, misuse it, abuse it, mistreat it. It's like, that's fine. God will fix it. He just puts all the pieces back together. I just love that. Okay. So community fellowship, we need it. We long for it. Number three in the called and gifted document is mission slash ministry. Interestingly enough, as I Googled both of the definitions, I'm such a Googler, is it says that that is spreading Christianity. In other words, love. It says if we're in our mission or living out our ministry, then we are preaching. And, And my friends, this is not just talking about it. Again, this is not just talking about it. It's actually where our actions line up with our words. And what I've always been called out in my household is how I'm talking this and yet I'm not doing that, right? So mission and ministry says I can never overlook a single me in the bigger we. I can never overlook a single me in the bigger we. I want to spread love and Christianity because ministry is an act carried out for the spread of Jesus in the gospel love that number four in this document is well mission and ministry is where we're doing more okay number four in the called and gifted document is christian maturity right we know we're mature every time we don't say what we're thinking oh because we can we cannot be hung for what we're thinking we cannot we can say nope i wasn't even thinking that and then go to confession or whatever you need to do so christian maturity is literally An awareness that the agenda revolves around someone other than me, right? Some of you have heard me say, I used to think I was the Trinity, me, myself, and I. Nope, it ain't me. And that was such a bummer for me to find that out. So Christian maturity says it really revolves around anyone but you. Because when it's I-centered and me-centered, then we cannot be serving and be in touch with the needs of others. So here's the thing. We believe that we can give what we don't have. See, the more mature we become, the more we recognize and realize that we can't give what we don't have. We cannot give love and life and mercy and compassion when it's just barely dripping out of us. So this is one of those things where you can fake it until you make it. The truth is when you are living out your called and giftedness, You have all you need to succeed in these areas of holiness, community, mission, ministry, and Christian maturity. Because Christian maturity ties back into the scripture that says that God is faithful to complete the work that he has begun. Right? In other words, it ain't over. Like, it isn't over until God says it's over. And so as long as we keep leaning in, I always say, if God's not faithful in plan A, or if we're not faithful in plan A, God just goes to plan B, right? So in order to leave a legacy, we absolutely have to step out of me. So step out of me in order to leave a legacy. This thing about Christian maturity also, it's the absolute undeniable recognition that what I do affects you, right? There's people that are doing and saying things all over our country right now in the name of something. I can tell you it's not in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of people speaking in the name of Jesus too. However, there's a lot of people that have no real recognition about how what they're doing is affecting the masses. Like they can't even imagine when they're speaking the words they're speaking, saying what they're saying, doing what they're doing, that it's so not about them. So the maturity level is so evident when we recognize and realize it is not about us. So we're being more loving, more doing more and growing more because day in and day out, I would propose that that's what it's all about, right? And if we're talking about a legacy, it is about our character not our appearance it is about our choices and not our possessions it is about our courage and absolutely not about our comfort it is about compassion and not about our success so we say during we say during mass we say we take and we break and we bless and we give that's scriptural jesus said that i'm going to take it i'm going to break it i'm going to bless it and i'm going to give it and if we are leaving a legacy of love, then we absolutely take, break, bless and give every part of our existence for the greater good, for the glorifying of Jesus and for the transformation of the world. The end of this song says, I want to leave a legacy. How will they remember me? Did I choose to love and did I point to you enough? Did I make a mark on things, I want to leave an offering, a child of mercy and of grace that blessed your name unapologetically. I want to leave that kind of legacy. So I want to thank you for joining the Journey with Judy podcast, Legacy, What Is Yours Going to Be? And I want to invite you, my friends, to a special opportunity that is coming soon. Coming this fall, it, it will be September, October, November, and it's going to be a program called Fit for Fall. Fit for Fall. Fit, Fit, FIT stands for Fully Integrating the Truth. We will have coaching. We will have accountability partners. We will have greater self-awareness, and it's going to be an amazing program, so please do Email me at judyhair at hotmail.com or come through any of the social media platforms to learn more about that. So thank you for journeying with Judy. And I just want to remind you, my friends, it is never, ever, no matter whatever, too late to be who God has called you to be. Amen and amen.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Journey with Judy. To learn more about Judy's coaching ministry, receive a complimentary session and other services she offers, visit JudyHair.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend. And remember, it's never too late to be who God called you to be. Looking for exceptional coffee delivered fresh to your door? We have the answer. Our friends at Grim Bean Coffee produce small batch artisan coffee using top-tier coffee beans. The coffee is roasted when you order, guaranteeing the freshest coffee possible. Check out Breadbox Roasts, a new line of Catholic-themed coffees, available at www.grimbeancoffee.com forward slash Media. Experience coffee like never before.